Welcome to The Growth Kit, a podcast where science and actionable advice intersect to help you live a better life. The Minimum Effective Dose of Strength Training The resistance that you fight physically in the gym and the resistance that you fight in life can only build a strong character. Arnold Schwarzenegger Back in my college days, it felt like my weeks lasted 10 days. I went to class, studied hard, hung out with friends, and even worked part-time. But still, there always seemed to be so many hours in the day. So I spent many hours a week running, biking, and lifting, many more hours than I needed to do any of these. Fast forward and now each day feels 18 hours long, and timing a workout around a sleeping kid is as successful as a coin flip. Over the last decade, I've learned to train smarter and not harder. I've limited the chronic cardio, and discovered how to get the most bang for my buck through each rep of the barbell with the minimum effective dose of strength training. The hardest part, though, was changing my mindset. It took a long time for me to learn that less is more. I had ingrained the thought that I needed to do as much as I was doing in order to even maintain my fitness, and that if I did less, I would lose what I worked for. The way I ultimately realized that this less is more approach proved successful was by looking at the results. Now I'm as strong as my 20-year-old self and with only a fraction of the time lifting those weights. Strength training benefits. There's no shortage of evidence on how important it is to lift. Studies on lifting, often referred to as strength training and resistance training in the literature, show that it prevents osteoporosis, sarcopenia, and low back pain. It improves insulin resistance, glucose metabolism, blood pressure, GI function, and body fat. And downstream from these factors lie metabolic diseases, such as hypertension and heart disease. Plus, lifting decreases the risk of cancer and diabetes in just 30 minutes a week. It also improves your brain health. Strength training enhances memory, executive function, the quality of your sleep, self-esteem, and it helps to manage your anxiety and overall mental health. And the cherry on top is that you're not only stronger and have more muscle mass, but you look better. The benefits of lifting don't discriminate either. Whether you're a male or female, young or old, weak or strong or athletic or a motor moron, you will become healthier. Simply moving heavy things periodically can profoundly improve your quality of life. So what's the catch? Effort and discipline. If the benefits of resistance training were captured in a pill, then everyone would take it. But since it requires exertion and the slightest bit of know-how, only about 30% of adults do it. So how do we get you lifting? First, let's dispel some myths and get the excuses out of the way. In general, lifting isn't bad for your joints, your back, or your heart. You don't need machines or benches. You don't need a gym. And you don't even need heavy weights. Most importantly, you don't need to spend 45 minutes in the gym five days a week to reap the rewards. You can achieve the minimum effective dose of strength training in significantly less time. This last point may be the most important factor, and one we'll dive into today. Sure, there are people who spend hours in the gym each day, but that's not necessary. You can attain the benefits of lifting by getting under heavy weights for as little as 20 minutes twice a week. Let's dive in. The Minimum Effective Dose I first came across the idea of the minimal effective dose when I read Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Body. He defines it as the smallest dose that will produce a desired outcome. To illustrate this point, he writes, To boil water, the minimum effective dose is 100 degrees Celsius at standard air pressure. Boiled is boiled, 
Higher temperatures will not make it more boiled. Higher temperatures just consume more resources that could be used for something else more productive. There's a window of success with all endeavors, and the minimum effective dose is finding the very beginning of that window. As we move beyond the other end of the window, we are not only wasting time and energy, but are being counterproductive and hindering our progress. The minimum effective dose can be understood in many things, such as caloric intake, cardiovascular health, productivity, meditation, sleep, supplements, medications, and sun exposure. This podcast will focus on strength training. From this standpoint, the minimum effective dose means the least amount of time spent lifting weights to achieve the health and aesthetic benefits. This post will focus on strength training. From this standpoint, the minimum effective dose means the least amount of time spent lifting weights to achieve the health and aesthetic benefits. This does not mean the least amount of effort. In fact, the minimum effective dose often means you'll need more effort for a shorter period of time. However, it stops short of leaving a sweat puddle on the floor when your timer hits the 20-minute mark. It also doesn't mean the optimal amount of lifting. Lifting more than this amount will provide greater benefits, but the ideal amount is very individualistic. So how do you lift efficiently without compromising effectiveness? What is the minimum effective dose for strength training? There are four general parameters to lifting. Times per week, frequency, sets and reps, volume, the amount of force you use, intensity, and the rest time between the sets. Science being science quantifies each area to determine the factors needed for each to determine the minimum effective dose of strength training. Let's start with the frequency. Research on untrained but healthy older adults shows that it's possible to maximize voluntary strength in as little as two days of strength training a week. A separate study on well-trained men concluded that you can train as little as twice a week to achieve significant increases in strength. And a study on powerlifters determined that you can train as little as once per week to improve strength as long as the intensity of the workout is high enough. If your goal is to gain muscle mass, hypertrophy, then you're also in luck. Research shows that you can train as little as once a week as long as you get enough volume in your workout. Now let's look at volume. The research shows that you can achieve these strength and hypertrophy goals with a variety of combinations of sets and reps. The training sets and reps in these studies ranged from two to three sets per exercise at a seven to nine rep range to three to six sets at a one to five rep range to a single set of six to 12 reps. These studies kept the workout simple with basic compound movements and as few as three lifts in a workout. While it's possible to lift lighter loads for more reps in order to gain strength, the goal here is to do the minimum amount. Since the goal is to soak up the benefits in as little time as possible, then a heavier load with fewer reps will be more efficient. Now to intensity. Intensity appears to be one of the most important factors in achieving strength gains with limited frequency. The research concludes that the minimum effective dose for strength training ranges between 70 to 85% of the one rep max for loads. Using working sets, any set taken to failure, is more important for the trained person versus the untrained person. The untrained person benefits from a focus on technique and dropping the weights a few reps short of failure. Under the FAQ that we'll discuss soon, I break down how exactly to determine your intensity and 1RM. But the long and short of it is, don't let all of these numbers get in the way of the true purpose of intensity. Make it hard. Use as much grip force as you can which transfers more muscle contractions through the rest of the body, 
and lift the weight like it's the heaviest thing you've ever lifted. Given that the intensity is higher than the average workout, you should do a sufficient warm-up before exercising in order to avoid injury and get better contractile activation for improved performance. Finally, let's discuss rest times. The perfect amount of rest time tends to vary based on training age, fiber type, and genetics. The research shows that when the training goal is muscular hypertrophy, the combination of moderate intensity sets with short rest intervals of 30 to 60 seconds might be most effective due to greater acute levels of growth hormone during such workouts. And a systematic review and meta-analysis showed that one minute was appropriate to have the greatest and most rapid effects on strength. Takeaway. You can get a very effective strength training workout in 40 minutes a week, spread out over two to three sessions. Make sure to use heavier weights and to perform compound, bilateral multi-joint movements to maximize your efficiency. The lifting routine that I'll discuss soon is the minimum. If you have extra time, then throw in another set or another exercise. If you have an extra day, take advantage of it. To reap the benefits of the minimum effective dose, start with a warm-up and focus on good form. If you hate doing deadlifts, then stop doing them. If you love doing pull-ups, then do more of them. Tailor the workout to you. Be consistent and embrace the grind. The Minimum Effective Dose Strength Training Guidelines For each day of lifting, pick one exercise from each of the three categories, including pushing, which includes chest press and overhead press, pulling which includes pull-ups and bent-over rows, and legs which includes deadlifts and squats. Warm-up then do two sets of six reps of each exercise. Use 70 to 85% of your one rep max. Do the last set of each exercise to failure with good form. Rest one minute between sets. Lift two times a week. Take at least two days off between these exercise days. Total time, 20 minutes, including rest breaks and a three-minute warm-up. Frequently asked questions. How do I know my one repetition maximum? Your 1RM is the most amount of weight you can lift in a given repetition of any exercise. It's a strength standard to gauge consistency within your workouts. Your 1RM for a back squat is not the same as a 1RM for a chest press. Each exercise has its own max. Don't try to determine your 1RM max by truly maxing out with the most weight you can lift. The juice isn't worth the squeeze with the risk of injury. Break down the numbers instead or skip to the calculator found on mindbodydad.com slash body slash strength dash med. There are a variety of ways to calculate it, but they all come out to similar numbers. One of the most popular formulas is the Brzezicki formula, weight times 36 divided by 37 minus the number of reps. For example, if you squatted 150 pounds for 5 reps, then it would be 150 times 36 divided by 32, which would come to 200 pounds. So 200 LBs would be your 1RM. Then you would calculate 80% of 200, which is 160 pounds, to do two sets of six reps of 160 pounds for the squat. I track my workouts through the FitNotes app, which automatically calculates my 1RM and percentile breakdowns for each exercise. What if I don't have access to a gym or heavy weights? No problem. You don't need to rub elbows with bodybuilding bros to get the benefits of lifting. Simply use the heaviest weight you have. Yes, the 10-pound dumbbell will do. Instead of six reps per set, shoot for higher reps a few reps short of failure per exercise. For example, if you're deadlifting that light kettlebell, then pump out 50 reps instead. If this high-rep approach isn't your cup of tea, then experiment with what is. Try plyometric movements instead. 
Do eccentric training to feed the burn. Use blood flow restriction, BFR bands. What if I don't have time? If 20 minutes a couple of days a week is too much, then go the micro-workout route instead. Set a timer for every 30 minutes and knock out a set or two of each exercise. Do pull-ups from that doorframe bar or squats with the kettlebell you have. Adjust your environment so that these things are close to you when that timer goes off so that you actually do them. Thanks for tuning into the Growth Kit Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. You can check out my website at mindbodydad.com and subscribe for more weekly insights sent to your inbox. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at mindbodydad.